Alright, greetings fellow geeks and welcome to the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three broads discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me as always on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up is Christina. Hello. And we have Katie. Hello. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. This is so fun. This is <laughs> so, fun. Did you hear three. that in stereo? I love it. Yes, yes. So we are, this is our first episode, everybody. So we're super excited. Uh, we are three geeks, three nerds that love anything and everything geeky stuff. So hope you guys are really excited. Uh, we have a lot of uh, fun stuff that we're going to talk about today. And obviously we have a lot of material because obviously geek stuff is everywhere and anywhere. So we have a lot of things to talk about in future episodes. So I hope you guys are really excited to come on this journey with us. So first of all, uh, now you two have listened to podcasts. You guys are big podcast enthusiasts. Uh, now this is your first podcast that you guys are hosting. So Christina, how do you feel about that? Um, I spend my whole day on Zoom meetings and team meetings, so I uh, am pretty used to talking into a microphone, and half the time I'm I'm leading those, so I guess I'm not that, you know, off when it comes to hosting. So uh, it's just, this is content I actually like all the time, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> content you like to talk about, actually, and that works to us. This is a Zoom meeting that you love. Right, there you go. <laughs> right. Katie, what about you, my friend? First podcast. I mean, this is pretty exciting. Well, you know, as someone with a radio background, um, this feels very much at home for me. Uh, (laughs) And then over quarantine, too, I've started. Yeah, I've started um, streaming on Twitch with my daughter. So that is another uh, thing that that I get to do. But I'm so excited to be a part of a podcast. Like, it's just the cool new thing, Lauren. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) All the kids, all the cool kids are doing it. Um, all the cool kids so, on the podcast. All the cool kids. So let me ask you guys both, and Katie, I'm going to start with you. What podcast, like type of podcast, do you listen to? Like, is it mostly geeky? Do you do different type of genre? Like, what do you listen to? There are a lot of things. I am very broad in the things that I'll listen to. I listen to a lot of historical podcasts. Um, there are lots of, of course, like basic white girl crime drama podcasts and. Um, paranormal podcasts and then of course on the geeky spectrum um most of it's star wars and that's what i'll kind of fill my ears with um while i'm running around the house or running around the city and uh want to want to have a little bit of a little bit of chatter in my ear there's a friend of mine i don't know you might know her um she hosts uh the galactic podcast you might you might you might have heard of that one uh maybe uh (laughs) that could be the person you're talking to right now Uh, that would be me uh, Chrissy, what about you, my friend? What podcast do you put in your ears on a normal basis? Kind of like Katie, big on like the true crime, love the case file type podcasts, um, especially if I'm traveling and in the car for a couple hours. I love those longer true uh, true crime podcasts that just can take a three hour drive from Detroit to Columbus for me. Uh, also love the Galactic Pod, of course, um, because I know oh, thank literally you. hardly anything about Star Wars. So that's where I get any Star Wars knowledge from. You're welcome. Yeah, I only watched Star Wars for the first time over the first round of quarantine because I feel like we're in round 45 of quarantine at this point. <laughs> this um, is true. So really watched it for the first time then. So I had no knowledge. So thank God for Lauren and Andrea. 
But other than that, I listen to a lot of business and leadership podcasts. So it's kind of what my life is. And so I take a lot of inspiration from those. Nice. I like that. Kind of coinciding work and life. Very much dig that. Um, Okay. So a lot of fun stuff we're going to talk about today. So obviously we are all three big, pretty much geeky nerds about a lot of stuff. So uh, Katie, I'm going to ask you this. What got you into kind of your geeky, your geeky ways? Uh, What shows did you watch as a kid? What do you watch now? Kind of what about in like geeky hobbies that you have? Well, um, I love telling this story. Uh, I guess my grandmother was kind of my gateway into geeky culture. Um, She was someone who was very well read um, and just was always consuming all kinds of, of media, especially books. But she really loved watching Star Trek and um, watching she she recorded off of HBO in like 1984 um, when Return of the Jedi first came out on television, uh, recorded that off of TV. And whenever I would go over uh, to spend the night on the weekends at her house um, from time to time, that was one of the movies that I watched on repeat over and over again. I was too young to read all the subtitles. And so she read them all for me. Um, And she really encouraged, you know, I mean, she was more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars person, but that is really like my first toe dip into geek culture was watching Star Wars over and over again. And then of course, branched out to the other movies, um, especially, you know, in the mid to late nineties, when they re-released everything, I was able to have an updated version of the actual movies on instead of recorded off of special TV. editions, right? Yes, right. instead of recorded <laughs> off of TV. Well, and it was even the ones they released before the special edition um, in the box set. Uh, you know, that was the originals, and then they went mm-hmm. back out into the theater with the special edition. So, yep, yep. anyway, that Star Wars was definitely the the big thing um, when I was a kid, and then of course, I mean, any Saturday morning TV uh, after school cartoons. Um, I had a little brother, so I got my fair share of like Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, We would watch X-Men, the animated series together, Spider-Man, Batman, all of those, uh, those great Batman, the animated series, those great DC um, things back on the WB before it was a CW. Um, So, you know, and then like just any kind of like Conan the Barbarian, I was really into probably at a too young age, like the sword and sandal movies that were really really popular in the eighties. And those are still like really hold a a, a sweet little place in my heart. Pretty much anything. If it came on um, down in Houston, if it came on UPN 20 on a Saturday or a Sunday and was anywhere remotely close to being kind of nerdy, I was recording it on my VCR and watching it over and over again. So I have a very broad, I love that. <laughs> very broad love for all kinds of things that are really quirky and goofy and, um, and, and music on top of that too. I've, I've found a whole lot of like seventies and eighties music about 10 or 20 years too late, uh, before <laughs> when it was not cool anymore. And then just kind of glommed onto it and just love it a whole lot. That's awesome. I love that. I like how people like find ways to get into geek culture because it's the wide spectrum, right? Like we all can get into anything. Um, So I like for me, like Star Wars was huge. Obviously, I do the Galactic Podcast. So Star Wars was really a big thing for me when I was a kid. But totally with you, Katie, on like X-Men and Teenage Mutant Turtles, the Spider-Man, all those animated 
back in the day, Power Rangers was like my jam too. Like I loved all that <laughs> stuff. So like, yes, 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 yes. I love like all the geeky, nerdy stuff. And it always comes back, I feel like too, right? Like, like everything kind of comes back. Like Voltron came back. Transformers is like coming back. They got series on Netflix. So like all the stuff that was nostalgic to me as a kid is now like nostalgic for me as an adult. It's kind of weird, Absolutely. but I kind of dig it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so Christy, sure. what about you? Yeah, so I'm like the opposite, guys. I It was just me and my little sister. And so anything Disney, we were all about. And I was a total book person. And so anytime I watched a Disney movie or there was something that came out, I immediately, whenever I'd see a book that had those characters, I had to have it. And it actually plays a lot into how I am as an adult with my viewing, too. Um, <laughs> nice. But I'm always now I'm like the person who I read the book first and then I watch it and then I judge what they did and how they ruined the book. Because nine <laughs> times out of ten, the book is better. Um, so true. Very rarely is that wrong. Um, but as a kid, like, yeah, we watched Disney and stuff, but we were raised on Westerns. My dad was huge into to Westerns and the Westerns TV shows from when he was young. And so he always had those on the TV. And of course, we had one TV when we were growing up. We weren't one of those bougie families that had 15 TVs in their house and everybody had one in their bedroom. We watched TV together as a family in one room every day. And so, um, which is great because it gave us a ton of exposure to different types of movies and TV shows and forms of entertainment. Um, and sometimes if I didn't want to watch it, I just went and read a book or sat on the couch with my book. Um, but I kind of think of Westerns. They were so campy. They were they were those first superheroes on television, really. Pre That's a good point. anything else going out there. I mean, Marshall Dillon over there in Gunsmoke, he was he could have been an Avenger. He had his own I crazy cast of characters, <laughs> right? So um, I think that watching things like that made me appreciate different types of culture more. And, you know, I can go from Disney to a Western in half a second. <laughs> I love that. And that's funny that you so brought cool. that up. That's cool. Yeah. Like how you, you kind of coincide like a Western because they do have like that gunslinger hero kind of thing, which leads into like, again, superheroes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it's so, why yeah, I actually I started watching and, and actually liked like the Marvel movies and stuff because they could relate mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, no, totally. hundred percent. Love that. Love that. So that's a little introduction for all of us to you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. So our kind of two main topics we're going to talk about today are two big Marvel shows that have come out right on Disney Plus. Huge, huge, huge. Um, so we're going to first talk about one division, man. I going in for me, I really didn't know what to expect. Like I had an idea that it was going to be weird, but I didn't know it was going to be like that weird, but I didn't know I would dig it so much. So either just how that show just went from 50s to 60s to 70s and it's total sitcom like down the road and then they intertwine like obviously real kind of, you know, present day in Marvel and still going back and forth between what Wanda was doing inside Westview and then, you know, flipping back and forth through all that. I loved it. I thought the show was great. I loved Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen seriously need some awards because their acting was so good and like so great and watching uh, the behind the scenes stuff and how they really took like the the sitcom of the 50s and 60s and like they really dove into those and wanted it to be 
as authentic as they could and like match that of like the old Dick Van Dyke shows and, you know, Bewitched and all that. I loved it. Like it was such a cool show. But then even for like the Marvel aspect of it and, you know, Wanda getting a show with her was great. And I think I loved how they use grief and like they it's you know it's not like a a normal marvel show or movie you know it wasn't like a villain like wanda was kind of the villain in the end in a way but in how and the how and why of it all was fantastic i mean obviously Catherine hahn too i mean we need to give her awards as well um so that's kind of my overall thoughts you know katie what were your overall thoughts on wandavision as a whole You know, I don't think anybody had any idea what to expect from this show. They kept it so under wraps and so um, secretive, which was exciting. And of course, those first couple of episodes, you're like, okay, I'm in, but I'm not sure why I'm in. (laughs) Like, I I, I kind of I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on, but I have no idea what's going on. And that to me was really exciting. Um. There were some almost horror moments in it, which for me was really exciting. That's another big genre that that I love and probably got into way too young. Um, but that that just the the little twitches of um, some of the visitors in in the house, and you know the the way that the other characters were reacting to Wanda and Vision was um, very interesting to me, and I really wanted to, to to understand that. And of course, as the show went on, um, I just loved it more and more. I I am like, give me the craziest, weirdest part of the lore and just run with it. And I will love it forever. And so that was really fun to, to watch pan out. And then, you know, to your point, Lauren, as far as the authenticity um, of the show, watching the, uh, the assembled docu-series. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to watch that, but the little behind the the scenes um, of the series, just the way they brought in a live audience, the way they had to do makeup tests and make sure, you know, instead of having him painted red for the black and white moments, he had to be painted blue. So it would read correctly on camera. Um, It was such kind of a throwback to those eras of television that have completely switched on their heads now, right? It's completely cinematic and, um, you know, the multi-million dollars per episode and uh, it's it was really cool to see that kind of mix of old and new to tell this story that was also a mix of old and new. And it was a mix of, you know, her, her past traumas and how, you know, she, there was just so much trauma in her life and just the way that kind of all came to a head. And this was the result that was that, that part, you know, of course, everybody, um, that line about grief, um, which of course has just flown out of my brain, but it, you know, the way that they dealt with grief and the way that they dealt with her psyche and her, traumas and you know the things that led her you know all of the stepping stones that she had that led her into this position where she just completely shut down and exploded more or less um, in emotions and took over this town like that for me um i felt was really relatable and was very cool to see the way they um just told that story yeah, no, 100%. I like how they, again, they used it in such a, I think, a really great way for her character and just showing how, you know, how much that meant, you know, vision meant to her. And, you know, she was obviously, you know, gone for five years and then she comes back and everything's changed. And, you know, she finds that he bought like a piece of land for them to build a mm-hmm. home to start a family and all that. Like, it's just so crazy how, like, she just, you know, this, how much emotion 
honestly, how much emotion Elizabeth showed through that show, through that character, was absolutely outstanding. So, yeah, I 100% agree. Chrissy, what about you? What was kind of your overall thoughts on the show and any kind of favorite moments that stuck out with you? I wanted more. I wanted more. I'm a romantic at heart, I think. I wanted more uh, WandaVision. Like, you saw their connection, right? And you know why she did it all. But I just mm-hmm. wanted to to have more of that. Um, they played off each other a lot. The acting was phenomenal. But I just think that I wanted to see more internally on the relationship. I wanted to see Vision question more. And he did quite a bit, right? But I still wanted to see more out of that. Um, but I loved it. I did love it. I was. It was one of those that when they announced everything, what was that now, two years ago? Yeah, something um, like that. Two years ago, when it was announced that they were going to do WandaVision, I was like, okay, this is going to be bomb. And no one knew what to expect. Like, you just knew it was going to be good. I loved the different decades. I thought that was amazing and super impactful. And I loved sitting there thinking like, okay, what show is this supposed to look like? Right. You know, and it's like a watching the older shows with my grandparents and parents and then thinking through like the shows we watched in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. I just thought it was so cool how they were able to do that. And I was sitting there going, okay, well, this is clearly Dick Van Dyke show. And this is clear, you know, having those moments. And I just thought, and you know this is me I'm all about like the beauty and the makeup and the design of things and so to see how they were able to do the costumes and do the makeup I just thought that was super huge um that that's like kind of what I'm all about right that's what I I like watching movies for that alone um and comment on it as Lauren knows constantly um (laughs) that's like when I'm digesting a movie and talking about it those are like some of the first things I talk about with set design costumes and how they did the makeup not even the story um and so I did think that was phenomenal I just Catherine Hahn, man, she's so awesome. She's so and, good, right? And Elizabeth Olsen, so Paul Bettany, but Catherine Hahn's a freaking queen. She should be just, and I think we're gonna see a lot of her, right? We're gonna, I think we'll probably see more of oh, her God, in the Marvel so. right. universe. I just don't right. know how I think we we'll can see her again for sure. I think we see her again. Um, I thought it was I thought it was good. I've watched it all the way through twice. I started watching it a third time. I think I'm four or five episodes. In. I wanted them longer. Um, I will admit I was really happy to see Randall Park back. Um, get some Jimmy Woo action Jimmy in there. Woo. Love Jimmy Always Woo. get some Jimmy Woo action and things like just such a good character to slide in. And that's something that I thought was super impressive about the way they did it is they pulled characters from other areas of the Marvel universe and tossed them in. So like when we tossed in Kat Dennings and had Darcy there, I just felt like it was cool. I mean, not my favorite character ever, but it was cool to see them plug them in in different spots. Yeah, I love so having those different characters show up, like like you said, Jimmy Woo, Darcy. I loved all that. Like that was to me, they were like so perfect for this show. Like, give me a Jimmy Woo, Monica Rambo, or in oh, don't even Darcy. get me started on Monica like, Rambo yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, like I another love, queen. Yes, 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 yes. I love, I love that. You know, those two characters, specifically Jimmy and Darcy, showed up in the show and it worked so well. Like it was just like perfect. They fit the the storyline. I loved it. But yeah, let's one of the big moments for me was 
when we see Monica coming back from the snap and all that, like that was our first, I mean, Spider-Man far from home. We got a little bit of it, but it was kind of more of like a, Oh look, the band was marching on the basketball court. And then they just showed up again. Like they kind of made it like not a joke, but it was not as you know serious. Whereas I think in this show, they took that moment of people coming back from the snap and just the, chaos of it all and mm-hmm. you know people running in and running into people monica's you know trying to find the doctor her mom's gone all this craziness is going on i love that like that to me was just good like man i because it's it's stuff that you think about but now that they're showing it you know you get a really deep appreciation of like what's going like what went on within WandaVision and then what we're kind of seeing in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I love that. So, Chrissy, I'll throw it back to you again. What's one of your favorite moments? Do you, do you have one from the show? I felt like when, when and I'm going to not know the place, but when she went into S.W.O.R.D. and she saw Vision laying there on the table, ripped apart. And just the way that Elizabeth Olsen acted out that scene and you saw that emotion, you saw everything happen and you felt it like she nailed that scene. And I just thought it was awesome. I there were so many great scenes, um, but I just thought that one had such a huge impact because you really then at that point, like you knew why she did it going up into that. But at that point, you felt her grief more than you felt it throughout the rest of the series yeah no that's a good point too because obviously before we see her in that like we are under the under the acceptance that she like stormed the sword headquarters and stole the body and all that stuff but that wasn't obviously the case as we find out so i yeah that, and she did i mean overall elizabeth Olsen needs a freaking award for what she did with that show she was just absolutely amazing katie i'll, I'll ask you favorite moment from the show anything that stands out to you well, I mean, we've we've sung Catherine Hahn's praises, and I think her reveal was probably my favorite moment of the show, just the reveal that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Um, I had kind of known a little bit on the fringe of who Agatha Harkness was just in the Marvel lore, and um, to see that that was the name that was revealed just course blew me away of course that song was an earworm it got stuck in everyone's heads for about three weeks Agatha, I love it. <laughs> it trended on itunes right. yeah it was Agatha all along but then you know leading up to that whole and then that whole episode of the the going back in time and going back through through wanda's past and all of her past um experiences and just kind of reliving them through her eyes as Agatha is reliving them with her that that whole sequence I felt was just so smart and um, it just added so much more weight and and heft to the show Uh, just made it all those emotions and all of those um, you know all of those those deeper meanings of kind of some of the themes of the show that are on the little bit more emotional and heavy side um, which was something that was a little different for Marvel I feel like so it was really cool to see that. Yeah, it's a big swing, right? Like you said, like it's kind of a different way for them to tell a story. Not that we're used to, but I think they nailed it, like completely and utterly nailed this, the whole show, like overall. Can I share um, my beef I have, though? Yeah, oh yeah, go ahead. So what, what was your what was your big beef? I got a couple of beefs, but the big one 
why do we need to bring Pietro back? I with another guy, and we know that he's gonna. He we know he's from X Men. If you're gonna tie it together like that, you need to freaking tie it together and not just lay an Easter egg up for a couple weeks. Like That's you're gonna do that, and then he's just this right? random dude that like. Agnes Agatha has got like mind warped but if you're going to tie it like that and you're going to put an actor out there that we already know is another character don't do it tie it together don't play with us like that because that's <laughs> yeah. all I sat there doing was like okay where's this going to go now like, I, I I don't know I no, that, that. That, got me, that got me unreasonably excited for sure seeing him me too <laughs> That's just Marvel, like flexing, right? Like, oh, guess is, what? Sure. we just we just got Fox, so I'm just gonna yeah. play you guys for what. For what <laughs> I it's thought, weird. like, okay, this I is where it. they're gonna tie it in. Like, they're gonna tie it in starting here. No, no, nothing happens. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I mean, again, it got people talking, right? Like, that's what they did. This entire show, I think, got people talking like every week. I mean, the conspiracy, not the conspiracy theories, but like the theories and like fan reaction, like it was, it was off the charts. I mean, it really was. I mean, you go on YouTube and you're watching these people talk about it, deep diving into it. Tons of speculation. It was fun though. It, it was a really fun journey, I think, with WandaVision within, I think, Marvel fandom, if you want to call it, like just the outright like, oh, this means this, this means that, Mephisto, yeah. Nightmare, they're all going to show up. It's going to be crazy. We and have nobody coming up. in now. Right. <laughs> but that was, but that's kind of the fun part though, right? I mean, honestly, no, because- No, that's not the fun I, part. <laughs> Tie it together for me a little bit. No, that's, I mean, I agree, but it's just- I just, I just think it's funny, like, again, like fans, it just shows like fandom as a whole, right? That like we can jump into something like that and just like run with speculation and like just get so like, oh, this is what that means. And when in actuality, it literally meant like nothing, which I think is just they literally just took an entire one first season. I, I'm assuming we're going to have more. I don't know how we're going to tie vision into it, but I'm assuming we're going to have more Wanda, right? I, I we have to. They're not going to start that storyline and have her standing there at their cottage if we're not going to. Um, right. But I don't know. I I just I think we're going to have more. I don't know how they're going to do it though. So we do know that she she's going to be in Doctor Strange too. Right. We know that. Um, I, th- I mean, who knows? Maybe she'll make. I mean, obviously the cameos in Spider Man Three are everywhere, so you never know where she might show up in that one too. I so. kind of felt like because yeah, go ahead. I kind of felt like all of WandaVision was kind of like when they messed with us in the end credit scenes. Yeah, and I we're like, like watching say, the right? end credit scenes, and then WandaVision, we were like, and. And like, right, right. <laughs> like we do when That's we sit point. in the theater for 40 minutes after a movie ends. It's the same right. thing. No, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. That's how um, I felt when I ended it. But no, that's a good point. Like kind of where we, you know, where we think they're going to take Wanda. I mean, obviously we know she's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. Who knows where else she's going to show up? We still have Vision, White Vision out there too. So, I mean, Katie, where do you where do you think these characters are going? Do you have like an idea of what they might do down the road? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you guys covered it. There's definitely certainly possibilities with Doctor Strange because that's another one that like with the time and the multiverses and Spider-Man, like all of the really weird, crazy stuff um, that, that, that could slot in so easily. Um, and I think they, they did come out and say that there, there's no more WandaVision, right? I, like, I thought so. I thought so. I thought there's no more series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so popular and it, it resonated with so many people. Maybe they'll do something. But I think that we'll probably just end up seeing those characters and picking up their journey just elsewhere in the MCU, be it on TV, on Disney Plus or on um, in the in the uh, movies that are coming out. So, yeah, I think you guys nailed it. It's, I, I think the, the chances are high that we're going to see many of those characters possibly in both uh, both of the new marvels that are coming out soon yeah plus i mean again i mean we have loki coming that could be a trippy ride and who knows what's gonna be in that too so like (laughs) yeah i mean we have a lot of we have a ton of marvel content coming which is cool because obviously we're all big can we talk about bucky now we will we will (laughs) i'm interested so segue <laughs> Bucky or, or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier specifically said it was six months after the unsnap yep. and yes I'm wondering kind of how the timeline is lining up like when did Westview happen was that also about six months was it a little three months you know where where does that kind of slot in with with the timeline so um, I, I think, think that's from, been made I, well Monica came back three weeks after she came back she walked into headquarters okay so I think and it's almost like I, immediate yeah and then okay. I think what um Hayward said too was that was a nine nine days before Monica went back. That's when she stormed Sword Headquarters, I believe. So like okay. that, yeah. Like so it's like, like it's like it, yeah, it's pretty immediate. And then like so, Katie, like you said, you know, with Falcon Winter Shoulder, we know this is six months six months past the the snap, and then we know that Far From Home was I think eight months. After the snap, um, the second Spider-Man movie. So, you know, if we're thinking of like concurrent, like the event, so it goes WandaVision, then it goes Falcon Winter Soldier and then Far From Home. So that's kind of like the timeline, I believe, where we're at with it. And then obviously now we know Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2 are coming out. So that will continue all that stuff. So, but yeah, let's, I mean, let's jump into Falcon Winter Soldier. Obviously, this is a totally different type of show. This is more of the Marvel action, uh, I think, that we're kind of used to, right? This is kind of the normal Marvel Marvel stuff. But what was different about this, though, too, is obviously the, the opening sequence. So, you know, with Falcon flying and doing all that, like that was total action. Loved it. Super Marvel. It was great. And then, though, I think after that, it turned into that whole kind of like a very serious type of show, right? Like you're learning about what Sam and his family has been going through the past six months and you see what's going on with uh, Bucky and what he's been going through through six months after the snap and this whole kind of post Captain America world. So I love it. I like, I like when Marvel, honestly, Marvel kind of going down this like serious, like grief and people dealing with post snap, you know, events is, is really cool. Like, I, I love that they're 
doing this in the shows. I know they could do it in the movies, but I think people expect the movies to be, you know, more action packed, popcorn, all that stuff. So it's kind of cool that they're doing within these shows a more kind of serious tone. So let's talk about first episode. Christina, what was your thoughts on it? Did you like it? What what did you think? I loved everything about it. And if you know me, I've been a Bucky hater for like years. He is. This is true. He is like that bad guy on Cap's shoulder. Cap throwing it all the way for Bucky. Like I have hated Bucky since like day one, even when he pulled those guys out of the alley, which I love that they went ahead and replayed <laughs> that in mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, FYI, loved the throwbacks they did throughout episode one of things. But I've been a Bucky hater for years. I have been a Bucky hater until Endgame, probably, or I don't know. And so with that, I am now a Bucky lover. And I don't know why. Like Team Sebastian Bucky, Stan, I, I used to hate his face. Um, like <laughs> we can throw it back to Gossip Girl, and I'd be like, "Ugh, Carter, hate that guy." But I don't hate him. I talked to one of my friends the other day who was always a Bucky hater too, and she's like, "Not on board yet. Like not there." And I was like, "Come on, turn it around." So now I'm a Bucky lover. Anyways, um, I thought it was great. I. This was the one I was the most excited for, other than when Black Widow comes out, because I still think they did her dirty. But, (laughs) and Katie shook her head, so I know you all agree with that. Ladies, anybody who, everybody agrees that they did Black Widow wrong. Um, We hate fridging. So, that's not the point. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. (laughs) Um, I think I knew what was going to happen with the shield from the beginning. Right. Did Mm. you guys get as soon as he was handing that over and they were walking through the exhibit and everything's happening? You knew it wasn't going in that glass case and staying there. Um, And so I uh, was waiting to see, are we going to address this in episode one? Where is this going to when's the shield coming out of the glass case? Right. I loved that they Sam had it in the bag that Steve gave it to him and still um, I thought that was a great reference. I loved that we opened the way that we opened with Steve saying, you know, hearing him give it to Sam. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just thought that tied it so nice and it brought it together. Um, There was a few things that I really noticed about it. I thought that, you know, seeing Sam as a person with a family, because you never thought of it that way, because if you thought about it, Steve and Bucky were each other's only family for so long. And so you never really connected the fact that Sam didn't get some super serum injected into him, right? He's not he's got a backpack essentially and that's what he's got right right? so you never really had thought about the fact that he had a family out there and and a life outside of what he was doing in the avengers so the fact they brought that in i thought was really really cool um overall i was super happy i like to see bucky's journey and where he's going to be going both of them i thought that first fight scene um filmed awesome that was the marvel that we all needed is it me but i felt it felt a little star warsy too like flying around like that Mm -hmm. i kept thinking like it was kind of star warsy feeling um and they were in the desert i mean right (laughs) they were maybe that's why i felt that way but i was like yeah i just thought you know the way they did it i thought the dialogue was really good too i think the writing was super smart 
Yeah, no, I understand the agree. I, I, I like what they're setting up with this show. I mean, just again, the whole. We're only getting six of them, right? Dealing with it. Yep, yep. So it's only like a, it's a, a limited series. I think they're calling it. So this is it's going to be a wild ride. I'm liking where they're kind of taking the story. So, Katie, what about you? Kind of your overall thoughts on the show? Um, any kind of big takeaways from it? Sure. Well, to echo what Christina said, seeing Sam's background was um, exciting because we've always seen him kind of in the frame of uh, Captain America. Like he was always just kind mm-hmm. of in his circle, you know, Sidekick, and, right, um, right. yeah. And to, to see, you know, where what his family has been dealing with, you know, for while he was gone for five years, you know, his, his sister kept saying, like, I was keeping everything going. And um that that part of things was was really interesting to me seeing the action right away you know i mean you get the you get the like everyday marvel fan like exactly what they want right off the bat and then um two just the the dialogue and some of the language like cap would have been like shaking his finger at people for some of that salty language <laughs> language language <laughs> for me, yeah, language that for me that was kind of cool to see you know it, it's cool to see that they're not afraid to kind of push the envelope a little bit especially in this case when again the story is a little bit heftier and um the emotions are a little bit um ramped up you know and and that for me was was kind of cool to see on disney plus um you know but and and another thing just about the timeline and where the where everything is landing um so falcon has come back and he's come back with a five-year hole in his life, right? And so many people post-snap, you know, the same thing happened to Monica, the same things happened to Wanda. Like, we have, they've gone, and you think about just all of the normal, everyday people who were gone, too, and they have a whole five-year gap in their life, they have a five-year gap in their credit, can't get a loan, you know, even being a superhero and being someone that people recognize and want to take selfies with. Um, Thinking about that and just thinking about the logistics of, of, you know, how if if this was the real world, you know, how would that affect just society in general? Right. You've got all these people who are suddenly back. You've got all of the problems that potentially come with that social, economical. You know, Monica comes back and this this dude that, you know, was her colleague is now her boss. And um, how many how many other stories like that were happening? How many families, you know, lost someone and then moved on with their lives? And then now that person is back and oh, well, I've already remarried. Like, you know, what are you what are you supposed to do in that case? And right. So, you know, there right, is right, right. it just kind of seeing his history and um, seeing the way that it's playing out with his family made me think about other families who are going through that same thing as this is is unraveling. And um, anyway, it, it's exciting to see just that, again, they're not afraid to, to talk about some of these things and make you think about some of these questions that you might have and just relate it to um, how it might affect your life and how it might affect your place in society if some of these some of these things happen. Right. It's funny because like you don't think of like as you watch these movies and when we watched, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, like what the snap did to people like it wasn't like it wasn't a thing like we, you know, as a, as a viewer, you're worried about, well, how are they going to get these people back? Where are they going to get the 
the stones and all that stuff. So to take a show like Falcon and Winter Soldier and kind of deep dive into that, it seems from my from what I from what I can tell, seems that that's what uh, that's where we're going. So yeah, I, I think what I like about what they're doing with the show is what they're showing about Bucky and his trauma and what they're doing, kind of what he's trying to do to you know, deal with his trauma. I mean, he's going to a, a therapist, which was hilarious. That whole scene was fantastic. I thought it was funny. And then you got that real quick flashback of him, you know, being the mental soldier at some point. And then him, you know, with one of the people he killed, he's talking to that person's dad. He's hanging out with them because of the grief and because of, you know, what he feels and how bad he feels. And then he goes on a first date. It was so funny. Like, I like what they're doing with Bucky. I think Sebastian Stan is doing a great job so far. And I, I really am excited to kind of see how him and Sam come together now, because obviously Sam knows something's going on with this kind of new villain that we see with, um, you know, obviously somebody has, somebody got some type of serum because the guy's throwing down and, you know, acting like uh, Captain, you know, Captain America and Bucky. So throwing people across the room. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So a lot of things are in motion. And then, you know, we get the end of the show is, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, Sam gives a shield thinking it's going to, you know, stay in the Smithsonian. And obviously that was not the case. The government was like, no, we're going to have somebody else play Captain America and going to be the, the, the person that's going to protect our country. And I remember, so you see that guy running out, he has the shield. You can see Sam's very like distraught about it as he's watching it on TV. And then they cut to the guy's face. And I was just like, what? What's, what's this? Like, I was just like, and then they cut it and then they ended it. I was like, oh, come on. So, you know, they're setting up a lot of good stuff. I'm, I'm really excited about where they're, where they're taking this. So what'd you guys think? Chrissy, I'll start with you. What'd you think of this new Captain America? It's a good casting though. Like, and you know, I'm all about the castings and, and so I think Wyatt Russell is just a damn good casting for this. Um, I like to see another Russell in the MCU. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's um, fair. I don't know why I think that's cool, but I do. A little nepotism happening. Um, I also hate it. I hate everything about it. Why are you doing this to us? I'm not emotionally over Cap yet. No. Like, don't put somebody else with that freaking shield if it's not going to be Sam. <laughs> I just started accepting that it's Sam, right? And and I love Falcon. Like, he's one of my favorite characters because he's such a real dude. But, like, yeah, it was too soon. Too soon. But, I mean, it's setting it up. And realistically, it's been two years. It's not too soon. Get over it. But um, I just think it's a great casting. And I'm interested to see. We've only got five episodes left. How are we going to tie this in? How are we going to tie in Zemo? What are we going to do, right? Yeah, there's a lot to kind of get into there's to start tying in already. Five episodes with already, right? With already, like we're only down one. We got five to go. Katie, what'd you kind of think of the whole Captain America? You know, new guy recasted as it would be like in Wandavision. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it it's one of the things I kind of wrote down when I was watching was um, a line that I, I can't 
I, th- I think it was, and I can't remember his name, the soldier that Sam was working with. Um, he said, the world is broken and everyone is looking for someone to fix it. And I feel like mm-hmm. the government, quote unquote, you know, had to, they have to have this symbol because there's all these fringe groups coming up. The flag smashers are the ones, you know, that um, that they were kind of keeping their eye on, the people with the, the red handprint. Um, and there's mm-hmm. all of these th- things kind of bubbling up because, yeah, the world is broken. Because of all of these, you know, these things that have everybody's been kind of tossed on their head again, five years after they were tossed on their head the first time. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how potentially they misuse him as a symbol, quote unquote, of, you know, whatever marketing ploy they're going (laughs) to That's my background is marketing. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just rebranding. They're just rebranding Captain America, <laughs> you know, rebrand and recast. Right. So it, it's going to be cool to see just um, how how things develop. And again, like we said earlier, how Sam gets the shield back because we see that he does. Um, unless that's a flashback. Lord only knows. But yeah, it, it'll be cool to, to watch how things develop. Yeah, and I think we all knew as soon as the government got involved, anything MCU, they were going to screw it up, right? Absolutely. How many times has the government gotten involved in anything in all of MCU and them not mess it up? Like, we knew that. As soon as it happened, as soon as Sam handed that shield over, well, they're going to mess this up. Like, it was a given. (laughs) And poor Sam. Like, like that whole whole scene, too, of him talking that, like, the, the, the exhibit or whatever gave him the shield. Like he was so, you could tell he's so emotional. Then we got a ro- we got a roadie cameo, which yes. was great. Love roadie, and he certainly got emotional too. You could tell yeah. in his in his face he was feeling yeah. some kind of way. I hope and we I get more of those too. Yeah, the exhibit. How do we yes, get an definitely. exhibit like that that we can actually go into? Because I'm down. I'm going. <laughs> Absolutely. But I really want a I want more Rhodey and Sam, too, because I think those two are very similar, like similar backgrounds, similar everything. You know, they're not superheroes or whatever. Like they were they're military guys that got kind of thrown into this whole world. And so, they're still like friends them, even after they're fighting civil right. war. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, I want more of that. Yeah, I I hope they dive into that. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with the with this with the whole Captain America thing and, you know, all that stuff. I think they, there's tons of potential, obviously, with this show. And it's going I think it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. So that was episode one, man. There's a lot to take in just in that first episode. So so that wraps up our Falcon and Winter Soldier talk end of the show this is what we're gonna do we're gonna have some fun um i'm gonna ask each of you what geeky thing did we do this week or what geeky thing are we looking forward to katie what about you oh man i started a new game this week which was fun it's called the outer worlds and i stream it on monday nights on twitch and it uh it's filling my rpg need i was wanting to (laughs) wanting to get back into an rpg i've been streaming sims and stardew valley with my daughter and that's that's all fine and good but i wanted a little bit more action and so i got i got that and um and that's been fun and then as far as what i'm looking forward to um the romantic thriller of the year the enemies to lovers story that i cannot wait for uh Kong versus Godzilla. Seeing the trailer for that oh, again this week yeah. has was exciting, and um, yeah, I'm ready for that one to to come out and blow my summer away. Yeah, I know for sure. Chrissy, what about you? What what are you looking forward to, or would you do anything geeky this week? 
I am looking forward to the next episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I'll admit I already watched the first one three times. Um, And it (laughs) wasn't necessarily in prep for this. Um, But I do not have the time to do anything geeky at this very moment, and it's killing me, and I wish I did, because as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go back on my work computer and get some work done before Monday starts. Um, And so... I am looking forward to when I can do things again. <laughs> I mean, other than talk Geeky to stuff. you, you two nice people. But um, yeah, I mean, tonight I will watch probably some bad 80s movie. Um, but that's going to be the extent of it. 80s movies are classics. There's no there's no they bad really 80s are. movies. Let's just, no, they're let's really just, let's just bad. That's the let's problem. Let's about that. <laughs> What's what's in your queue? What do you think it's going to be if you watch tonight? I don't know. That'll be a battle that'll happen probably about eight o'clock. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Love it. Nice. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to obviously episode two. I think it's going to be really, really cool to see where they're taking the show. I did watch the Snyder Cut, the four hour extravaganza that was, and it was okay. It was cool. Like it was definitely your HBO login. Okay, I can do that for you. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, it was it was fun. It was uh, I could see why people wanted to see his version of it because it definitely was more cohesive than I think obviously the other one. But uh, yeah, uh, it was cool. Four hours was a long time though. It was yeah. a yeah. That was does Netflix still play Batman? Yes, yes. Yeah. Literally, so like, from what, I, from what I know, the only thing that is like totally they shot for this was like the very, 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 very end. Everything else was like already like Snyder shot it and they just like really, literally did what he wanted to do. So, but it was cool. It was, it was cool. It was all right. It'll happen for me one day. I, four hours, four hours is a is long, I can't commit to four hours. Yeah, four that hours is a long. long ass time. And, yeah, four hours you know, feedback that I've heard has been anywhere from, like you said, Lauren, you know, ah, that was all right. Uh, to, it was boring to, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. So I have all of these opinions rolling around in my head from other people. And I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I can sit for four hours at some I mean, we know what happens. I'm also we excited could split it into two. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, true. I'm waiting I'm for that. I'm a- yeah. Waiting for the article of when to pause and come back to the four hour yeah. snack. Let's write that, that article. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also excited for Kong versus Godzilla. That's going to be really, that's going to be a fun yes. one. That'll be fun. Yes. All right, kids. That's it. That's episode one of the Geek wow. Podcast. That was a lot of Geek. fun. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. Um, so where can they find us? Christina, where can they find you on social media? Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at A Beautiful Quest. Love it. Katie, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Penguin Katie. And that's Love Katie with a Y. Katie with a Y. Got to put that. Katie with a Y. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, if you guys want to follow me, uh, I am Loro Nose on Twitter and Instagram. And you guys can follow us, uh, the uh, Geek Broadscast, at the Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. And as always, thanks for listening to us. And until next time, stay geeky, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.